Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life, hosted by Rosaline McNally and Bibi Dalman. This week, we're diving into the rich topic of initiations. So welcome to everybody who's listening. Um, once more, we're delighted to be here again with you all. And um, so happy to be here with you, Rosaline. Always um, a pleasure. Mm. So we're talking about initiations today. Today Again, once more, really big, vast topic. But um, I have a feeling it is something that um, that is very close to your heart, just from <laughs> the conversations we've had over the years. And I just would love to, you know, pick your brain on, yeah, what comes to mind? Like, where do you anchor in, in your understanding, you know, the topic of initiations? What is it to you? What does it mean to you? How do you work with it in your field? So and for me, God, it's, it's a topic, it's a word, actually, I think, you know, we use and we don't really think about it too much. You know, like, you know, oh, I'm receiving an initiation, I'm being initiated into. And I'm like, but there's so much depth to that word when you start looking at it, because it means like to initiate something means to begin something, to start something. So when we're being initiated into anything, like, you know, and I'm just, like initially sort of like, you know, my reference point will go to sort of because I teach and all there, like the initiations and that, but then it's also all the aspects of life. Like, but when people come, you know, to courses and out there and they're like, oh yeah, I'm just receiving initiations. I'm like, well, like, you know, that's to begin something. And I go, hey, it's to begin the practice. Maybe we're learning, but also it's to begin in a sense, a reset to begin again in our lives, possibly in a different way, whether it's ways of being, ways of thinking, ways of viewing the world, ways of interacting with ourselves. But it's an opportunity to sort of, I would describe it as hit and reset in some cases, or like you're being initiated. So it's a little bit hmm, tight and a little bit fiery and a little bit of the shedding of things and all there. Like, But it's, it's interesting because some people just think, oh, I'm getting initiated and then that's it you know then that's that that done and then I can start practicing and, or I just get the initiation and that's it done like and my favorite part is like oh let's let's see what happens over the coming weeks and months and see and see how that initiation goes like because you're initiated into Reiki but you're initiated into the practice of Reiki do you know so it's the idea you're beginning a practice mm-hmm. rather than you know I'm, I'm being a channel for something it's like it's something in me but I'm getting to practice to bring that out more like and the same in the in the shamanic practice it's, it's they're not really called initiations and the, the word we, we call them like rites or an iris of jasagaha but like they're more they're like seeds that are within us and to me it's what and that's what reiki is as well and the sense they're different seeds and different different ways of looking at energy and healing and all like but they all weave back together but the rites are like seeds that are within us but they are awakened but then we have to tend to them and to me, all initiations are like about the tending to things afterwards. And I know I've said it in other podcasts where it's like, you know, that two day course or six week course or like in six year course is all great. Like, you know, but it's in the day to day life then like that we get to see those initiations in place where we get to, to water the seeds that we've planted and that have been sort of awakened or cracked open. But it's only in those spaces that we get to do it like and then of course you have all the 
juicy initiations, we're being initiated constantly. Like that way, we just don't look at life that way. We're not really taught to look at life that way. We've sort of like, and even some of the processes that we do to initiate ourselves now, they're not really done from a ceremonial aspect. They're some of them have lost their true meaning. Mm. You know, if you look at sort of the, maybe, you know, like I had my first whole communion, I was baptized and confirmation and all like, but when I look back now going like, you know, maybe I wouldn't have taken it in at that stage either. Do you know, like, but if you look back and go, God, if you had been taught really what that was about, you might've approached yourself very differently entering your teenage years, entering, you know, seven or eight and all, you know, like you might, you wouldn't have the consciousness when you're young, like, you know, being baptized, but to be able to look back and understand what that ceremony was about as a family, I think, and no marriage, whatever, like anything, you know, 21st birthdays, 40th birthdays, those are still initiations. Like, and I think sometimes that we've lost the ceremonial aspect, the, the real, the honor and the ending of something and the stepping into something that we're not, we're not fully aware of what that might look like yet. Like, Mm. But I think it's just a, it's a beautiful way to look at life. I think that way, like, and not all, like so we say in a lot of the podcasts, not all of it is really beautiful and could be wrapped up in a bow and stick a lovely little flower on top of it. But like, they're so potent and so powerful. Like, what mm. about you? Yeah, I just think just picking up there on, on what you were saying that they, they can be like difficult. And if you think of it's an initiation into being in a new way or seeing things in a new way. So sometimes it's not even that so much change on the outside, yeah. but how we perceive the world around us, something has been changed, whether it is through an official initiation, a right, a, a ceremonial blessing, or whether it is just more of an, an internal shift that seemingly happens out of nowhere, yeah. which, you know, it oftentimes isn't just out of nowhere, but that's how we perceive it. And and this initiation into a new way of being or perceiving the world oftentimes, you know, sounds sounds so beautiful. And it 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 is and can be, but it's also messy. It can be like, you know, like anything you start new. If you're trying out a new recipe, you know, you have to go back and forth to the book and you go, oh my God, I forgot about this. And oh, I don't even oh I forgot to buy this part. Or, you know, if you start to learn to play the piano or you know, anything that you knew and entering new into is, is a way of, you know, misstepping, overstepping, yeah. understepping. And I think to me that comes right away with that process of initiation is holding ourselves so, so kindly in that phase as mm. we are entering into a new phase. And, you know, um, collectively as well, like you were mentioning these, these collective rite of passages or, you know, um, like, like communing and wedding and um, it, it is not just for the person that's going through the initiation process, but it's such a big blessing or can be such a big blessing for everyone that's around and is holding the space and is witnessing that initiation. Yeah. Because when we can bring that awareness to someone else being initiated into that, you know, it shifts something within ourselves as well. And it might remind us when we when yeah. we got married or when we were first initiated into Reiki or, you know, we did our first yoga teacher training or, you know, we first time dove into our experience and what it means to have an actual teacher, you know, or um, just whether it's an internal guru or actually a manifested person outside in our, in our, in our life. But yeah, these initiations, I think it's, it's also what 
what makes life really rich and what lifts the seemingly mundane into the sacred without necessarily having to go out that far. You know, it can be, of course, a big, big ceremony, but really an initiation into the morning, into the next day. You know, how are you waking up and how are you initiating yourself into this moment, you know, and into the next moment? So you can have these big macrocosmic um, initiations, but then really every moment can be an initiation into the rest of your life. And so to me, initiations are these, these portals is a way of looking at life that can, yeah, just elevate and make it so much, much, much richer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So like we're beginning every day, like, you know, when we wake up, we're starting again. Obviously, we're being initiated into each moment, like, yeah. And some initiations we sort of choose that way, like, and some are given to us and then some are just landed on our doorstep that way. Yeah. Um, I love as well how, you know, in astrology, when we talk about transits, you know, so how the planets are transiting and making connections to your natal chart, the positions of the planets in your natal chart. And so when we're coming around and there is a, what we call a conjunction. So when a planet is in the very spot a planet was when you were born, uh, it's it's a seeding moment. It's it's you know that it, it's this initiation into something. Um, it is both the end of the previous cycle, and then stepping into that that new chapter. So it's in a way, um, you know, it's just when you when you can when you can time it, and, and that's one of the beautiful tools of astrology. You can look at some of those big transits in our life, those big, you know, life altering, like our Saturn return in the late twenties, mm-hmm. when we go, okay, we're actually being initiated into our true adult life, you know, from, from there on. And, and then there's, you know, there's these stepping stones, but when we, when we know that we can prepare because we can do the release work beforehand, like what is it? I'm, you know, I'm on the last few paragraphs of this chapter in this book before I flick the page to the next chapter. What is it that I need to really, you know, um, find and integrate and release here? And we all have probably read books where we kind of peeked over the chapter and we're like, is it worth, you know, finishing this chapter? Can I go straight over to the next one, you know? Um, But it is very much that work um, that lies beforehand as well, I think, is is just to, is so potent because you can hold... um, an initiation, a transit in a completely different way. Now, the initiation, when we talk, speak from that point of view, is happening anyway, (laughs) but it is really, it's potentiated by our awareness. So if we can fine-tune our awareness beforehand, understand what's playing out in our life, you know, what is coming full circle, what is coming to an end, what is sort of the foundational structure in my life, how am I holding myself physically, energetically? So then when the shift falls into it, I can I have some sort of solid ground where to jump off because an initiation is always this, right? It's like a quantum leap. It's, mm. it's that which we can't quite describe. It's not this linear process, you know, it's, it's, it's just a bigger shift, a bigger insight, a bigger, which may not happen at the very moment of the initiation, <laughs> but somewhere along this, 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 this process, um, there is just something that there is a bigger understanding, just being different in the world. And, um, and I think sometimes the bigger initiations are almost the ones for me where nothing changes at all in my everyday life. Mm. None of the relationships have changed. The people externally haven't changed, but I see a relationship fun- fundamentally different. 
you know, um, finding more compassion, more understanding or deciding that relationship has come full circle, you know, and the initiation is into the freedom from that relationship. And how can I make this smooth? But a lot of the times it is that you just, you know, it's like blink and you, how did I not see that in that particular life beforehand? So it's a gift in that way. It is helping us in our growth. Yeah. It's like the internal map changes, like, Mm. Uh, well, like they're the most powerful ones like it's kind of like the changes from the inside like we all chat about you know change from the inside out like but it's only when you really experience that and really feel that on all levels like and nothing on the outside may change and something on the outside may change like but it's like it's when you feel it and you're in your world and you're navigating your normal day-to-day life and you you know that it's different you can feel every cell in your being is different like I just think that's amazing. Like, so it is like how, how just when the inside the energy, when those changes happen, they're there and that's them, then that's them concreted, that's them integrated in that way. Like, so then you can move on to, or walk this path differently. And then obviously you'll meet another initiation somewhere down the road again, like that way, because we're constantly moving through different thresholds all of the time. Like, but each one you move through, you learn from, and then that can help you with the next one. Like, mm. Mm. like yeah. they're powerful spaces to to be in. Like, but they're not often talked about. So when we're in them, we don't maybe realize that's what we're going through unless we have walked that path or have knowledge of that. There, it just feels like life slapping you around the face, mm. or you feel like you, you know, depending on your programming, what have I done to deserve this here? you know, what's wrong with me? I should be able to, you know, pick myself up and move through this here like right away and this shouldn't be affecting me in this way or you can't put a finger on what what is happening. Like, but it's all there happening energetically in a sense and physically and mentally and emotionally. But it's this part where sometimes we just have to pause and and be in it like and, and meet it and review, as you said, like sitting down and reviewing whatever is being changed like. Mm-hmm. We, but taking with us what we want to carry forward at the same time like because mm-hmm. they're not always about losses either like that's about what am I gaining in this space what am I growing into mm-hmm. what is being made available to me now from within so it's like those seeds are <clears throat> excuse me those seeds are actually little life forces that are in us but haven't been activated so they're not available to us and we can't use them or we can't we think oh I'm not that I'm not this I don't have that and then when we realize oh my god I actually am that that's a beautiful way difference Mm, it's such a beautiful way of looking at it because it's I think it's such a a potent way because instead of thinking I'm through the initiation become somebody else and everything that was before has to, you know, die off. And that may be the case, but it's not always the case. It's really, yeah, this idea that, you know, you've been initiated into more of you, into something that you didn't have access to. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just to me, that is so, so powerful. And um, yeah, and just this, this, this idea to, to hold ourselves so kindly because it is so, it can, we can feel so raw. We can feel so raw during this time. And it's also such a personal process, you know, mm. uh, and it's sometimes so hard to to put into words what exactly has shifted. We oftentimes don't have the language, right? Because if somebody's like, what's up? Well, 
I don't know. It's just different. Like, well, how different? I'm like, I'm not there yet. I, I don't have a language around to orange where I'm, what I am. I actually don't know what it is, but I just know it's, it's different in a way. And it can be isolating. It can feel lonely as well sometimes. And then we mm-hmm. think something's happening to us, right? The universe is, you know, yeah. putting us into a corner and, you know, all of our, our guilt, our shame, our, you know, all those, um, patterns can be just triggered and initiated in that way and um so just to know that to hold yourself in a place where you know um where you don't have to exactly know you know what's shifting if the linguistics haven't come in trust yourself you know something is different within you you know go with that but i feel also the more of us that are doing this work consciously um the more likely it is that you have a friend who is also aware of initiations of is also yeah. aware of the healing journey. And I think that is, um, that is such a beautiful gift. And like, you know, having shared this path alongside of you for so many years, you know, and the conversations we've had, I know for sure has helped me deeply to understand mm. and just to have somebody that, you know, can hold you in a way when you go in your messy self go, Rosalind, I really don't know what's going on. And this and this and this and this is feeling on. And you're like, and you're just nodding your head and like, yeah, I don't know exactly what you're going through, but yeah, <laughs> happened to me as well, you know, and just that relatability that, you know, it's okay to not have exactly the words mm. and especially not the answers. I think oh, there is yeah. culturally, right? There's culturally this thing around is like, well, if you're different, like, how do you think you're going to do that then now? Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. I don't know yet. Yeah. I will know. And so there's this tendency that we, you know, from the outside almost have to protect that idea or we shut ourselves down, that beautiful seed that was just about to germinate. Um, yeah, and so again, the power is both in our own awareness, but also the more connected we are to people around us who yeah. who walk this path of the healing yeah. journey consciously, right? Yeah, it's, it's like... It's like when you're speaking there, sort of the image that comes to mind is, you know, like when you, like when seeds are planted and all, they're like, yeah, we might have an idea of what, what it is like, but you know, if your garden kind of just looks after itself or, you know, the way birds will fly over and drop a seed or drop something like that, like we were walking recently, I'm like, where did these poppies, like, how did they get here? Like these random poppies lying in the middle of the street, like, but you know, when the seed cracks open, we maybe don't know what's in it just yet. But there's and it's a natural part of us to go like I should be able to you know I should know what that is I need to label it because then I might know what what am I going to do with this after this you know what's it going to be but we have to just be in that space of allowing ourselves to be initiated which is not the easiest things to do <laughs> that way no matter how long you're doing this it's not the easiest especially when you think because a lot of time you're on maybe firm ground before the initiation so you kind of go, this is my life. This is who I am. This is what I'm planning to do. This is my 10-year plan. <laughs> do you know, like, and then it happens to us. Do you know, like, so, and we can resist it. Do you know, and we can turn the eyes the other direction, trying no, you know, the way you're trying to ignore somebody, going, it's not there, they're not there, it's not there, and walk around, like, but it will find us because it's going, you, you actually can't move forward, you know, in your fullness, you can but you're going to miss a part of the puzzle. So you can't move forward in your fullness until you sit and have a cup of tea with me. Like, And this mm-hmm. cup of tea might last a few months, a few years, we don't know. But like until you actually meet it and move through it. like, and So it's, to me, it's a big process of allowing, like, of allowing myself to be initiated. Like, and the beauty too is like, picking up on something you were saying as well. Like, you know, often like we think it's something outside, it's outside of us. 
Do you know, so in terms of, you know, something outside of me is initiating me and sometimes it is, but it's our soul has decided, you know, I, I need this to actually grow that way. So even though I might think, oh, somebody comes to me going, oh, Rosine's initiating me now, Rosine's giving me something. I'm like, uh-uh. No, no, no. I will never, ever take that there. That way, in the same with the rights that we share in the shamanic tradition out there as well. Like, you know, you're giving me someone we like, no, from the minute it's taught, it's like, this is in you. You've just forgotten. Mm. You know, but it has to be activated for you to remember. Because it's great now, like, you've learned about it and you understand the theory of it. But what does it mean you know, to, to live in alignment with the Reiki precepts. What does it mean to be a caretaker of the earth, a star keeper in the shamanic traditions? What does that mean in your day-to-day life? Like, you know, so I think it's beautiful the more we realize that these things are in us, like, because it comes back to then we're feeling, God, now I get to look after this and it's me, like I'm the powerful being, like, you know, like not from an ego sense, but I said, well, because most of us have forgotten that. And I just think that's the beauty of it. Like, but it's a massive process of allowing, like, and just allowing ourselves to be <clears throat> just sometimes flattened. <laughs> Not even flattened, just allowing ourselves to be in that, I don't know what to do because the answers aren't there yet. Like, yeah. And I think there's this risk that we, you know, we live in a culture where we want to give everything right away a purpose. Yeah. You know, so something has to provide for us, you know, the new insight. How could I use that in my business? How could I use that in a relationship? How could I fill in the blanks? You know, how could could that make me a better person? You know, it can come from a really good place of intentions, but it's so raw um, that it's just not ready necessarily. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it comes through and it's like, you know, it's that clear. Although I find that even when I do find something comes through that clearly, I have still no idea if I look five years you know, later on, yeah. look backwards, like, whoa, I did not have an idea of the magnitude of something yes. like that coming through. I thought it was like this little thing and I'm going to start doing this now and have clarity around it. It's like, whoa. But talking about this sort of process, because um, I know from all the conversations we've always had, we're both quite um, enthusiastic and feel quite strongly around integration. <laughs> yeah. Right. So um, how... Uh, what does it even mean to integrate an initiation, how to integrate an initiation? Do you know what I mean? Like what are sort of the tangibles? What are sort of the, the mystical concepts? What, what is it that if anyone is listening, if they go, okay, I actually, I know, like I just went through an initiation for, in a formal way or an informal way, what can I do to, to integrate that? You know, mm-hmm. like for me, God, it's it depends. Like for me, a lot of integration work will just be outside with nature, like doing different parts with that there, like earth paintings or just sitting with it and just like I would have certain trees that I would work with. Like so it's looking at them and how are they speaking to me about where I am in this space. Like, do you know I can sometimes like um where I did my training and all there, like you pick a tree, like and I've been up there probably she's six six seven years since I started my first training so I remember my first tree still and I have three other trees up it's like you know I have three other trees half the country owns those trees as well like but I go I would still visit them when I'm up there like so they remind me of those previous initiations but you get to see how is it speaking to you like and it's a, a really nice exercise is just take one tree or even a 
like if you're going, I have no trees near me, it might be a stone place. You know, if you live in somewhere very stony, it could be somewhere near the water. It could be a little bush even or a flower, whatever it might be like, but you can sit with that every day and see how's it speaking to me like that way like you know what how is it speaking to me how does it see me you know and also how do I see it because it's just telling me how I am like do you know like and it's amazing to watch sort of the thing that you might initially choose do you know like I remember I chose a tree and I was just like oh my god you little scrawny thing like sort of job like you know like look at you you're my tree okay hello how are you and then over the period of a year of meeting it I seen it go through each season Oh, like, but I also seen the beauty and the gifts in little parts that I didn't even see the first time I looked at it, like how there were so many sort of, in a sense, dead parts of that tree, but out of that new, you know, the way you see new branches grow out of them sometimes, like, or little places you found little animals living in, or, you know, the flowering, the releasing the flowers. And it was just absolutely amazing to go, oh my God, like, you, you, you are me, like. You know, so I think that's, to me, that's a beautiful practice. And you can do that with anything in nature, like that way where you just go out and, and visit that place, possibly, mm-hmm. or that part and let it speak to you. That way, so I find that lovely because you're not, you're working with the brain, but you're not doing an analytical way. You're more working with the, the, the mythology, this energetic level, the soul level, that way. And you're working with nature, which is always just a reflection of ourselves. Like, and then I know other people are like, but I, I, I need to be doing something during this. Like, I know I need something tangible to anchor something down. So for me, the integration works. Sometimes if we know, say that initiation is like, so, uh, like an ending of one thing and the beginning of the other, which they nearly all are, but sometimes we don't really know sometimes what's ending and what's sort of that's mm. beginning um, or what's being growing within us. So say if it's something that you can actually have tangible to over, like, so you're going, oh God, yeah, this is, you know, the end of my childhood and moving into this or your parents know that or this is you no know, the end of singleton moving into marriage this is me now you know the end of me being well there's no word you know like sort of maiden is what we'd sort of use it and moving into mother like do you know like and not just with children but in birth and books projects whatever it might be that to me those are lovely phases for ceremony work or like writing down you know what am i leaving behind what was really good about what did I really learn in my maiden years? Like, you know, and for some of us, we go, oh, 13, 14, or maiden years can extend far long or far longer than that. Like, do you know, like, or from mother to crone, like, you know, what did I learn? What have I grow? How have I grown? But then also, you know, what the fuck am I leaving behind? Do you know, like that? I do not want to carry over to this next phase. And then, you know, what am I bringing forward with me? Like, and I, I would use those three questions a lot with people. Like, and a lot of people don't think to look back. Sometimes when we're something, we're being initiated into something and we know that we're wanting to leave things behind, we sometimes don't realize to look back and go, but what was actually really good about that phase? Mm-hmm. What was good about that relationship even? Like, even though I'm sitting here maybe crying my balls out, how did I grow? What did it teach me about myself? What did I see in that other person was really about me? Do you know, like, and how then can I, what would I like to carry forward? And obviously, what the hell do I not want to carry forward, you know, that way. But I just think there are really three beautiful questions. Like, so for me, it would be sort of ceremonial work, nature, and um, sort of the, the writing, exploring, to keep it really simple, like, because I can probably chat for the next six hours. <laughs> I'm like, I could tell you 12 million ceremonies you could do, and then, but I'm not. <laughs> 
What about mm. you, um, Yeah, I mean, I think in those times for me, I keep coming back to to moving the body, um, moving the body, but in a in a slightly different way potentially that. I might move my body, my asana, my yoga practice in other days. So really setting the intention for integration and processing so that the movement is because all these systems in our bodies, they're all connected, right? From the physical, the muscles, the bones, to all the layers of the systems that work in the physical body, your breath pattern, you know, uh, your endocrine system, but all the way through your energetic level and then deeper within you, those those very subtle layers. And and sometimes we can get a little jar or we can get a little stuck in one of those layers. And so to move the physical knowing with the intention to potentially move all those layers out of stuckness into an unstuckness. Right? So using the physical, but not keeping mm-hmm. it purely for the physical. So when I do those practices, I don't really care that much whether my hamstrings get longer or whether, you know, my core mm-hmm. is getting stronger. It is really about creating fluidity because sometimes it can be so jarring and even psychologically we may stay stuck with past patterns or we hold a tight grip of an idea of what the initiation may be and then I need to embody that and there can be so much tightness and confusion around it and the holding and so moving the body in a very very fluid way and really we're moving it very much through and with the trigger of the breath and that is helping you to kind of move out of this conscious trying to figure it out this logical way of Mm -hmm. you know being in in the body and so bringing that fluidity into it and i always talk about the physical practices like the way you would floss teeth (laughs) you know it's it's a it's a gentle but a back and forth you know and so using using the practice in that way to really ripple through all the layers and what i actually do in those in those times um i keep the practice from day to day pretty similar that's a phase where I'm not changing up my practice all the time so that I have an anchor, a reference point to what's changing within me. You know, um, Ashtanga, the Ashtanga tradition has done that traditionally quite beautiful. If you want to look at this um, set of systems um, in, in, in sort of that lens, I mean, there are pros and cons to everything in life, but one of the beauties I feel the Ashtanga tradition has to offer it is the same set of sequence, the same set of postures. Mm-hmm. And so the thing that changes really is you. So by practicing exactly the same things, mm-hmm. It's like, okay, what's different? It's like when you have a recipe and when you bake and you're a regular baker and you know you follow the recipe, but the muffins turn out differently sometimes. And it can be something else. It's like the humidity in the air, you know, the temperature yeah. outside. That, so, but it gives us a, a, um, a reference point to what's changing and not necessarily even having to understand consciously, but you can really feel how it's working in your body. Um, so and th- during those times of transition, of, of initiations, of integration work, I would keep it, because I'm not usually that strict other times with particular time of the day, but around those times I'm anchoring it down in around the same time of the day, same place in the house, pretty much the same practice. And I keep it actually quite easy. And the practice is never a practice where I'm pushing beyond there. That, mm-hmm. Those type of practices are reserved for other days. So it's really just a very chewing, you know, when you're sitting down to a meal to chew very, very consciously. So that's one aspect. And then the other, you know, that I'm a big fan of journaling and, and, and writing and, and stream of consciousness. Um, but the way possibly I would approach that is through 
the lens of observing the process rather than trying to figure it out in your conscious mind of, you know, this is not the time to goal set. This is not the time to go, what I'm going to do with this. No. <laughs> like your pain Definitely face. Not. You're like, no. <laughs> uh, but it's, I love, absolutely love the questions you ask as well. And they would flow into, into what I'm kind of doing work with as well. Um, how can we release something, you know, consciously and, yeah. and gracefully and with a sense of reverence, you know, uh, and understanding the, the support it gave us at some point in our life, yeah. which may now seem the weirdest thing, but at some point it served us in some way, right? But the way, yeah, so the journaling, I would be very much um, around the process, how, and I would usually weave in the journaling with, with asana practice, with the yoga practice. I would have that time to, mm. you know, I, I would usually journal then right after practicing. So something as simple as, you know, what has changed in my physical body? Maybe, you know, I'm like, oh, Jesus, I'm angry today. You know, things like yeah. that is like, what is coming up? Thoughts about this and that. And, and then not figuring it out, right? Leaving it on the page, just flicking over yeah. next day, same thing. And then you might go through a couple of days, weeks, months, <laughs> sometimes years. <laughs> You know, but then when you feel like you, you that integration work and you know when the integration work is done because it's you don't think about it anymore, it has become yeah. you, right? Um, and so then at that point to look back, it is it's so humbling to really because you watch your early footsteps, you know, how you find your way through this messy new terrain of being definitely, you know, and if you do this once or twice consciously integrating trans uh, transitions in that way, um, or initiations rather in that way, what, what really happens then there is this more potential for empathy for yourself when the next round yeah. comes. And then that's where this, this work where we can get, cause I know you and I can get quite excited about, you know, even if it's, hard and difficult but we know when there's initiation coming in and we're like mm, you know we can you can yeah. hold both you know the intensity and the excitement yeah. that can that can bring um but it's easier to do that when it stands on the shoulders of having digested previous initiations yeah. consciously yeah. So that's the two things for me, like moving the body fluidly it can be a walk as well. Don't have to have a yoga practice, but it is helpful because uh, it just gets into the body into the energy lines in a very particular way, especially when you do strongly aligned postures yeah. and then journaling around. I think that is, that's sort of the main two things, how I integrate things mm -hmm. and then that they will always be present. And then their little bits. Little bits flow and then like, yeah, yeah depending yeah. on what kind of initiation we're talking about. Yeah. 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 Mm. <laughs> With the initiations, it, it is like when we become aware, we go through them. You know, as you're saying, like, you know, they bald on each other. So when we become aware we, that, that they're a part of life, they're not life out to get me or punishing me or I've not done anything wrong, that it's a part of life, like, because we're here to grow, to evolve, to know more about ourselves, to know more about life, to know more about how to move in this world, to change this world. Like, so when we know, when we know and begin to learn that and understand that, you know, it allows us then to realize, okay, actually, you know, I forgot I have gone through this before, not in the same way. This is a completely different one, but like I have got through it. So if I can get through that one, I can get through this one. And, you know, we, like, and it won't be the same method or methodology, but I know I can do tricky terrain. And, and that's like, you know, when we call this podcast, weaving the healing journey into yeah. artfully into life, it is the weaving that's happening is happening through our awareness. 
the initiations are already woven into it. They're happening. And it's really just a question of whether we're willing to engage with that or not. Yeah. And that depend or that determines a lot how much inner pressure we experience afterwards, right? Because we can choose, like you said, to ignore the initiation and we can pretend and go on with life and our outer life might not change at all. But that seed mm -hmm. is there within us and the pressure and the density within us, is it, yeah. it just becomes heavier. Yeah. And this is what usually you know, makes life feel heavier as we get older. It's not the aging process as such, but it's the resistance to, it's the letting go of a lot of things, yeah. but it's also the resistance to these new initiations because with every initiation there, to me, there is this childlike spark that comes in. There's an invitation to be new and young and have curiosity and be playful with it, yeah. you know, that comes in as well. So if I'm cutting myself off from that life force that wants to come in throughout my life, yeah. life just gets very heavy and draggy. Yeah. And so these initiations are already woven into the, the healing journey is already yeah. woven into our life, but it's really very much of, are we willing to look at it and go through it consciously? And that's what brings the artfulness yeah. into it, right? Yeah. So it artful doesn't mean it's always pretty. <laughs> it's or always you know what you're doing. No. Most really likely art, not. <laughs> artists like it comes you know, f through them, from them. And most of them don't set it with a plan. They might have a style, but there's no, I'm going to make it look like this today because we all know yeah. what's in our head. Never really fully comes out in the painting like that or in the drawing or even in our writing like that or in our mouth like, mm -hmm. the way we think it should. Um, Having some skills really helps. Yeah. But really the whole idea is you learn some skills so that eventually you can throw the skills out and... <laughs> <laughs> do the things you're never supposed to do <laughs> in terms of creating art. Um, yeah. So is there anything um, before we wrap up that you want to leave our listeners with today? I mean, we've gone broad and deep. Well, I leave them with very simply to sort of, if you're going through an, an initiation, to be very kind and gentle with yourself. Allow yourself just to well, that's easier said than done to be in the space. Like, use some of the little things we've mentioned, the journaling, the movements, the connecting with nature, you know, even think about creating your own little ceremony ritual. But it's to, it's to remind and remember that it's already within you. It's looking to be awakened. So it's for your highest and greatest good, even though it might take us a year, two years, three years to realize that. Um, but it also to remember that it's allowing us to fully enter the next phase, like to bring all of us with that next phase and to be fully present and alive to that next phase. So it's to sort of to remind the, the spiral, like on the cycle. So after the cracking open, there's more to be birthed, more to be seen, more to be explored and to experience in yourself. Yeah, mm. that's what I would leave them with. Beautiful. So with that, we really want to thank everyone for listening. Mm. It's once again, like a huge pleasure that you, um, to talk to you as well, uh, and to share this conversation with everyone. <laughs> and so wishing everyone a lovely weekend, yeah. um, as always. And we'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions, get in touch, uh, via email, uh, social media, you'll find us. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Mm, yes. Thank you very much. Beautiful.
We'd like to thank you for listening to the Air School podcast hosted by Rosalie McNally and BB Dalman. If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.